Welcome to the Bourbon Boys. We're back. I am. Um, I took a little hiatus. I had some uh, personal stuff to go to mess with, so I sort of uh, haven't been doing the podcast really since uh, the Whiskey Weekend. So we're back. I uh, hope to have some content pretty regularly for you now. Um, we do have a lot from Whiskey Weekend, and we have a few from before Whiskey Weekend that I need to edit and get on, uh, uh, get up online. So. Uh, but tonight we are going to do a blind side by side. My wife set up for me of all uh, uh, Coppercraft. Um, I don't know for those who aren't aware of what Coppercraft is. Coopercraft. Coppercraft. Coopercraft. It's Coopercraft, I believed. Coppercraft. Coppercraft. Okay, Coppercraft. <laughs> I'll get it right eventually. Anyway, these are um, MGP, low rye, all nine years old. Uh, one's from Antioch Liquor. One's from uh, Pick For Me, my, a mythical group. And the other one's Benny's. Just random ones I picked up. And I thought I'd just do a little blind so everybody could uh, have an idea of the local. Like, I mean, these are all Chicago land, northern 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 Chicago, Illinois, uh, Wisconsin picks. So, sort of an idea of what's going on there, and uh, we're just going to talk a little bit about the what I thought. I mean, the rise of NDPs, man. I thought not too long ago NDPs were dead. There's just so many out there. There's so many brands that are doing it, and then some of sort of come back from to stop doing it like uh, smooth ambler stopped doing it and then they started doing it again with mgp and they uh they settled back into it and you got mgp doing it and now it's like it's these are like the ones i'm talking about are true ndps small mom and pop shops sitting up and buying some barrels and, and making a name for themselves you got Good Times, which has been around for a while, which is sort of the predecessor of this, buy some barrels and throw them in a a, a, a freaking uh, uh, trailer and uh, sell them by single barrels. And now you've got places like uh, we just picked a couple barrels from Old Louisville, which is a place in Louisville, a pretty cool little brand. He's just got a, a metal building in the middle of this uh, industrial area with barrels in it, basically. And he has a, a, a line to, uh, bottle with, and that's it. I mean, he's got a little tasting room, a little nice tasting room. It's, I mean, it's nothing, nothing to turn your nose up at, but at the same time, it's not a huge situation. And then you got, I mean, uh, cover craft, Cooper craft been around for a while. Actually, they, they just started doing single barrels. They did some up in Michigan, but Michigan's got funny rules, so they had to have a certain proof. These are their first barrel-proof run they've done, and we actually got to pick first from the barrels they brought up to Wisconsin. Um, but you got other places like uh, what's what's this other places that started popping up? I mean, Rare Characters one. Rare Characters popping off big time now. I think uh, what Rare Character has going for them, besides the fact that so far they've had a, real, a lot of really good whiskey come out, is they have the cool factor of their 
your art or your labels or your stickers or whatever going on the label. It's not a sticker. It's part of the label. It's there. You don't have to pay for that in the back end if you're picking barrels. And it sort of makes it cool because then everybody gets to get them and collect them, sort of like Smooth Ambler did with their labels to begin with, where everybody wasn't, nobody knew the barrel numbers. They just knew it by the, the name on the barrel. The It wasn't barrel number 2880 from Benny's. It was, you know, Bearded Lady or it was clam face or whatever it was that's what it was and people collected that and i think that's sort of the part about the thing about these with what rare characters got going on besides the fact that their whiskey's been solid they've got the collectability issue or uh, not issue but that's i mean the collectability part of it and people are getting people were asking me we split the barrel with almonds the rye people wanted one of ours and one of almonds because they wanted to have both labels even though it's the same whiskey they wanted the two different labels so i mean that's that's a cool niche man that's a good idea and a cool niche to have you got tons of those though you got after hours or over hours or whatever it is it's in, in kentucky and you got uh i mean hard truth i think is is sourcing um Oak and Eden, which is young MGP, but they're throwing spirals in it. So you got a bunch of people doing some interesting stuff. Uh, but, I mean, I thought NDPs and Source and Whiskey had gotten to a point where it was so saturated that you weren't going to find a niche you could fill that was going to make you enough money to make it work your while. But apparently it's out there. MGP's starting to get a little cheaper now because they were starting to have some not age stock, but you see six, seven-year-old stuff pretty regularly. It's not unheard of, and it's probably not, and it's not crazy expensive, which is positive. And then you got places that are still trying to squeeze you for every dollar and get every penny out of you and get every dollar and not bringing their prices down, even though everybody else is less expensive. <clears throat> they are not. They're not going to do it. Um, what else talk about? Well, you got. I just saw today uh, Starlight, not NDP. They're not NDP. They, they produce their own stuff, even though people still think that they uh, <clears throat> are MGP uh, because they're Indiana. So, what they've been talking about, excuse me, it's been a long day. I took my kids to uh, Chuck E. Cheese and to see Mario Brothers yesterday, so I'm a, a worn-out man. Anyway, um took my uh oh sorry i'm i'm watching the nike hoop summit and doing this at the same time trying to get these trying to get something on tape so i could have something to churn out in the next few weeks anyway watching dwayne wagner dj wagner jr here uh starlight our boys at starlight getting a new still Getting a column still, continuous column still. They've been working off two pot stills forever. I think I read they have been producing five to six barrels a day, and this should be able to quadruple their their output. Um, I don't know where they're going to put it because they were starting around space last time I was there, but they're still doing a ton of single barrels, so they don't have any shortage of that. What are the NDPs, man? Who else is doing NDP? 
strictly NDP too, not not uh, producing and NDP. I mean, these places are just not even faking like they're going to do anything else. You got Bourbon 30 moving into a new spot across the street from uh, Buffalo Trace. That'll be interesting. They have a whole lot more rules than they had when I was going there, man. You used to taste through 30 barrels and you could blend whatever you want together. Not now. You get, I think they said they're going to be like four barrels you can taste and they're all going to be the same mash bill. So they stopped that a while back, though, letting you do multiple mash bills because then they have the, the label situation and all that yiggity yak. Don't talk back. Anyway, let's get to these samples. Some Copper, Cooper Craft, Cooper, Copper Craft. Okay, we got three glasses my wife put together for me. At the end of this, I'll walk in the uh, bourbon room with the recorder and let you know which is which. Is which. The nose, the nose on. It's interesting. Sweet nose. And I got a little bit of stuffed up, so my nose is probably not going to be great on these. Bachman. Buchanan. <laughs> Bachman. I'm an idiot. Got Bronny James and DJ Wagner on the floor at the same time. <sighs> this is interesting. <sighs> Hmm. A little, a little young, just a touch of corn on it. A little Kentucky hug at the end. Hmm. Not much going on. I'm going to taste through all three of them and give my notes and then I'll I think I'm going to go back at the end and try to figure out which one is which. But I believe this is the Antioch one. But, and to, to be completely honest, I've tasted all three of these. Obviously, the Mythical I've tasted. The Bennies, it's been a while. I tasted, I tasted the Antioch last night just because I fresh cracked it last night. And if this is the Antioch, it's gotten better. Last night, it was... It was a lot of corn for a nine-year-old whiskey. I was like, man, I can't believe people are telling me this is good. I'll, I'll hold judgment to what I'm actually going to say it is until the end. But the nose is light. You get a little ethanol. Getting a little citrusy corn, too. My wife poured me some sizable pours for these too, so see on the finish it's just a little bit of sweet corn. Let's see what number two is here. 
I wish I had a. I need a uh, between drink. Drink. <clears throat> I've been drinking. I was drinking um, vitamin waters, and I got a case of them out in the car. I just keep forgetting to bring them in. So I've been mixing uh, powdered stir drinks. It's a hydration plus powder mix, but it's made with stevia. Because I really don't want to keep drinking sucralose and all these fake sugars. Okay, the nose on this one. More candy. Less ethanol. Less, less alcohol on this one. Man, Steve Kerr is looking old. This looks like uh, Skeletor with skin wrapped on him. I'm not getting a ton from the nose. Just a light sweetness. Hmm. It's interesting. It's good. Smell. I like the smell. It's not overpowering. It's not something you're going to sit there and be like, Ooh, I gotta enjoy this for a while. It's kill. It's just. It's not like great. It's not a fantastic nose. It's just. A, it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It falls through on the palate. Sweet. Not a whole lot of finish, just like sweet, sweet fruits, light, almost like a light cherry flavor, maybe a little, it's got a nice little Kentucky hug at the end. It's interesting. It's a, it's a good pour. I definitely like it better than the first one. Sweet, sweet cherries, sort of like a chocolate-covered cherry. It's got a little bit of that chocolatey bitterness, but not bitter like in the fact that it's tannic. It's just a little bit of like a chocolatey, candy, cherry note. It's, it's good. That's this. That's a bottle you could just sit down with and, and chill with and have like five or six pours and not feel like you were getting super ba- super messed up. And like you could just enjoyable just a chill bottle <clears throat> all right number three let's see what this is more going on the nose here more oak sweet oak that's hmm. nice a little more a little more character on the nose still got a sweetness maybe a little bit more like i said oakiness hmm. Hmm. A few years ago, just two years ago, they had players 
That's another nice one. Solid. We don't have a lot of depth in our front court, so he's excited about what he can get on the inside from him. Although the nose has more depth than I think the uh, palate actually does on this one. It's good. It just doesn't have the complexity that the nose sort of gives away. It doesn't have the oakiness. It's got a nice little finishing uh, finishing heat, a little Kentucky hug on the end. Two and three are close for me. Number one's easily the least, my least favorite. And I think that's uh, the Antioch, if I had to guess. I think number two is Mythical, and number three is Benny's. Let's go see. And I'll tell you the proofs on them. Okay, left to right, exactly what I said. Antioch at 112.88 proof. Number two is Mythical at 107.16 proof. And then the last is Benny's. Benny's barrel number 28. 111.9 proof. I would actually say that the finish... On the mythical had a little bit more oomph to it. Just my opinion. All right. We'll let you go with that. That's 20 minutes. So until next time, enjoy your pours and enjoy your family.